Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome and welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Um, today, I am not doing a uh, daily lesson. It will just be a, a discussion on a series of topics. And I do this every once in a while because when things, um, when I run into people and we have discussions or if there's things that I need to talk about, um, I do it every once in a while. So this is one of those times and I am going to do it. Um, I wanna say this before I get into the topics. Um, I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna say the announcements. Um. I've had a busy August. This month was very, very busy. Um, it was very eventful. It was full of ups and downs and everything. And I mean it. It was a lot. And we're still in August. It's a lot. Um, we as human beings are going to um, run into a lot of situations in our lives that leave us perplexed um, and then we're left with a flood of emotions that sometimes we can't get out this is why I say therapy is excellent because as someone in the mental health field you gotta wonder like when things come that are not expected you gotta wonder like how am I getting through this? Or, you know, once you're, you finish processing it and um, uh, adapting to whatever the situation is, you, you think about it every once in a while and go, how did I get through this? And then there's some people that don't get through it. This is why I do agree that people need therapy. And I'm not talking about just regular emotions because, you know, we are always hit with certain things and then we're left to deal with them. But when it gets to a point that you're not able to deal with it or you're not able to put it into perspective in some way, then I suggest that you see somebody. With that being said, I had a full week. Do I need to see a therapist about all of this? No, I do not. But there was a lot of things that happened this month starting from the end of the month in July going into August is a lot. Then I do mean a lot. Um, I think the most high that I'm able to process, I think the most high that I'm um, in a different headspace and mindset 
that I'm able to reflect on what is happening and I understand and acknowledge the tools that I have available to me. And um, I know who I am in the most high and I know who I belong to, who is the most high. And I understand what he says. So do I have peace in the midst of the storm? I do. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't affected by the storm. Now, usually I say we all in the same hot water, but in different boats. And that's the truth. Because we all go through similar situations, all of us. But how we cope and deal with situations, that's what separates us. So a lot of people don't know how to cope and a lot of people don't know how to deal with things. And again, that's why I say um, therapy is good. But um, I just want to say that about myself. And I, and I want to make some announcements before I go into these topics. Um, number one is I haven't had any, you know, news, as you know, um, the people who have been, um, regularly checking for updates and news and all that stuff. I haven't done that in a little while, simply because I was very busy, um, with things happening. So now, you know, now that I'm getting back in the swing of things, I have uploaded um, some current events in the form of news. Now, again, as you see, um, there's various news broadcasters by various people that I've chosen to upload just to give you some idea of what's happening around the world. Why do I do that? Because everything is relevant. And you see at the end of that, I say everything is relevant and it is because it's, everything is going according to plan. Okay, that's number one. Um, number two, um, from time to time, I'm gonna give you food for thought in the form of um, giving you some information um, that I have discussed with people in my travels, in people contacting me, in visitations, whatever I do, um, as a friend, as a confidant, as a minister, if I feel like it's relevant and it's going to um, help somebody else, that's when I'll do the food for thought or I'll just um, talk about various topics like I'm going to do today. So I want to remind you of that. Um, I want to say this too. Um, in the midst of me saying all these topics when it's food for thought or just giving people um, information, if you ever wanted to email me uh, at the end of all the lessons and all the FYIs and all the food for thought or whatever, um, it tells you where you can email me. And that's at the Yahoo. Um, Cliff note, I forgot it off the top of my head, sorry. But it's um, it comes up at the end of uh, the... Um, podcast and um you could also um drop a line on um spotify okay um let's see i'm trying to extend this platform and i'm trying to um just change it up i don't want it to be just blase blase so whatever i could think of um concerning the spirit concerning the uh, mind concerning the body I upload. So it's not, it's like a hodgepodge of things, but I try to give you a little bit of information before I do 
not in the news, but I, I, I believe I sent enough information on the news uh, to let you know that this is just news broadcast and then I select certain things. But um, as far as the health stuff, because I do upload some doctors and I do upload uh, people who give information about health topics. And I haven't done that in a little while either, but I'm going to start up. Like I said, it's been a busy August and still um, from the end of July to August, very eventful. Um, so I'm going to go back and start uploading various topics that concern people because um, it's important. So I haven't done that in a while, but I will do it. And I'll, you know, it's just a bunch of stuff that I'm sending to help the body, mind, spirit. Um, yeah, the whole individual I try to cover and just to keep everybody in the know as far as scriptures is concerned, because everything is relevant. So um, that's that in terms of my um, announcement. Now I want to have some um different discussions on different topics that I have come to um, encounter from August to, um, sorry, from July to August. And like I said, um, this is not a lesson. This is just going to be certain things that I'm talking about. And I may even talk about something that I already talked about, but I'll just talk, um, I'll say it in a different perspective because like I said, as I discuss, have discussions with people and discuss various situations and topics, this is what we talk about. So um, in the midst of these discussions, I said to myself, maybe somebody else is having this problem and I'm just going to talk about it. So I want to be able to give people a perspective on kind of like um, we discuss everything here. Now, I'm very candid on what I discuss and I try to be sensitive, but sometimes, you know, I, I'm a little bit much, um, but I try to be as candid as forthright as I can. Um, and that's just me. I'm not the typical, I already said I'm not the typical um, minister, okay? Because that's just one of my hats. I have a, a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats, but I'm a human being that has different um, positions in life. And I'm going to be straightforward with, with you. That's the New York in me. Um, and it just is going to be what it is. So, with that, I'm going to go into, I'm going to be sipping my uh, juice because I'm parched. So with that, I'm going to go into these different topics. And like I said, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, drop me a line to see how I'm doing. Anything that you want me to discuss with people or answer any questions, you can upload the question on Spotify or you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com that's c-l-i-f as in frank f as in frank n-o-t-e the letter q the letter n the letter a at yahoo.com i know a lot of people don't use yahoo but i'm old school i already told you that i also have gmail but i'm not go to yahoo
Okay. So, excuse me. <clears throat> All right. This is, uh, let me just, hold on. All right. Like I said, <clears throat> every once in a while, um, I discuss various topics regarding life and other things, just to put things into perspective, um, simply because, as you know, there are always things happening in the world that we are seeing and experiencing at all times. Um, we usually brush it off and say or think this is just one more of those things, but sometimes it's a part of a systematic ball of yarn that um, we don't even notice that's happening, okay? So this is just some food for thought in the form of various little discussions that I jot down and try to remember to discuss, you know, as I go by and um, whatever that occurs to me and others who I have these discussions with. Um, and um, these um, topics are not in any particular order. It's just random thoughts and random feelings that people have that I believe is important and maybe somebody else could benefit from. So uh, I, I wrote down seven topics, but we'll just see how it goes. Okay, like I said, this um, it's not gonna be a, um, a daily lesson. Even though I had one, I just feel like sometimes we just need to talk and we just need to listen, okay? And being that everything is relevant, you know there's a spiritual aspect to everything. But it's also a human aspect because we as spiritual beings are in this human flesh and we deal with human nonsense every day. And sometimes um, we don't put it to the forefront so that it could get resolved so I try to bring it to the masses just to give people something to think about maybe they're thinking the same thing and maybe don't think they don't think it's important but it's nudging at them enough but they still don't do nothing about it so I'm gonna bring it to the forefront with the discussions I have with people and here it goes um, like I said, if you want me to have more discussions like this, cause I don't, I do it every once in a while, but you want me to have more discussions like that. Just drop me a line and just let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you want uh, a topic answered or discussed. I don't care what it is. Fibroids. I don't care what it is. Drop me the line. Okay. We'll talk about it. Females, males. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Cause prior to me being a minister, I was in mental health and then I dealt with children's and families. So, I mean, there's not a topic that I have never discussed. So drop me the line. Okay. Let me know. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, like I said, it's not in any particular order. Um, and this is trusting the wrong people concerning your life. Okay. And again, like I said, um, trusting the wrong people in your life. Now, I told you before that um, I download um, every day, I download various stories, news stories, and various um, 
news clippings. I've been doing that for years, years. So it just amazes me some of the stories and some of the headlines, ridiculous. So like I said, I've been doing that for years. And there was this one particular thing that stood out to me. And it happened relatively uh, recently. Now, I didn't read the whole thing, but I do have it. But it just amazes me how people are. And um, I say, don't trust um, various people concerning your life because, and I'm talking to the children of Israel mainly because I am a child of Israel. I'm talking to them mainly because this is where it comes. It comes, it comes very seriously and very um, detrimentally with the children of Israel. Um, when we're young, we hear some crazy stuff from people. We do. Um, we are under the tutelage of people when we're young, so we really don't have a say so. So depending on how the person is, how they grew up, how they look at things, I don't care who it is, um, they tend to tell us stuff that is two left feet wrong. It's wrong. They tell us um, various things that hinder our, um, the way that we look at things. They hinder our growth. They hinder our um aspirations. They hinder a lot of things. And in this particular uh, article, there was a little, I'm just going to say a little girl. I don't know how big she was, but she was young. Um, and her teacher told her that she wasn't going to amount to nothing for the most part, that she couldn't be whatever she wanted to be. And this was a hindrance to her. She was a child of Israel and it was a hindrance to her because somebody telling you, you're not going to be, you can't be whatever it is that you aspire to be. And you're young and you trust this person. You're supposed to trust this person. How are you supposed to feel? That right there is detrimental to a child. It just so happens that this child just graduated and is getting ready to go to college at 14 years old. So whoever told her she couldn't, shouldn't, she won't, she did. And this really gets my goal simply because people have the audacity to tell you what you can and cannot be when you could be anything. This is why I'm saying you can't listen to these uh, these flesh bags. You got to listen to the most high because the most high said you could do anything you want. But these heathens will sit up there and tell you that you can't do X, Y, and Z when you could do A, B, C, D all the way to Z. There's nothing that is impossible for anybody especially a child of the most high. There's nothing that is impossible for anybody. I just feel like there's a lot of people that could have been more than what they are had they had someone to give them more support, more love, and allow them to be who they are. We are living in a children of Israel. We are living in the land of our captivity. So you cannot expect somebody to give you their best wishes, their love, all of that outside of your family. And even some family members don't give it to you. You cannot expect people to love you. That's not realistic. Remember where you are. Remember who you are and who you belong to. This is so, so extremely important. It is extremely important because once you know who you are and who you belong to, you really don't need 
anyone else to validate you. And unfortunately, as children, we're not taught that. Now, I know, and I already said this before, when I was a child, there were some family members that told me I couldn't be what I, uh, what I said I wanted to be. And I knew what I wanted to be when I was 10 years old. I was focused. I was not the, um, the um, typical 10-year-old. I was a very precocious 10-year-old going, growing all the way up, okay? And um, I didn't do all that great in, um, in um, middle school or high school, but it wasn't because I wasn't um, smart. It was because I was, um, people was making me feel like I didn't belong there. And that right there hinders you. And did I get good grades in uh, middle school and um, high school? Eh, they was typical. They was typical. It wasn't like I didn't get, I wasn't an A and B student. There was a lot of hindrances in, uh, when I was in, uh, middle school and high school, but I'm gonna tell you this, when I got to, um, undergrad and graduate school, I was on the Dean's list, the president's list, the, this, the, that I had, uh, um, accolades up the wazoo. So if somebody's telling you, you can't do nothing in a, uh, um, in a pr primary setting, or a high school setting means nothing. And a lot of people really, well, I would say the average um, society, um, well, I would just say society, mainstream society thinks that, oh, high school is everything. You have to do this, you have to do that. That's nonsense. So what you have, a, um, a um, whatever grades you get in high school, it doesn't mean anything. People put so much emphasis on this. And why is this important? Because when you're telling a child in middle school and in high school, you ain't going to be nothing, you ain't going to be nothing. If they really listen to you and they don't have a real strong support at home, nine times out of 10, they're going to have, they're going to carry that inside of them. And thank goodness, thank the most high that this little girl didn't. But trust me, her teachers was telling her she wasn't going to amount to nothing, that she couldn't do nothing. And this little one, then graduate and get ready to go to um, college and she's 14. So I just say this to say, uh, older people have a lot of influence on children. And unfortunately, because the children of Israel are living in the land of their captivity, they are not going to get that support. They're not going to get it. So you have to have the support of your village. And I'll just say village because it could be primary parents, it could be secondary, meaning step parents, it could be um, immediate family members, brothers, sisters, mother, father, it could be extended family members, cousins, whoever it is, whoever you have that is willing to support you, lean on that support and forget everybody else. I don't care if it's a mother or auntie or whatever, because I had aunts that told me I wasn't going to be this and I wasn't going to be that. You know why they say that? Because they couldn't wrap their head around being it themselves. Okay, these people were, and I have no, I'm not going to disrespect nobody, but I'm just saying I'm using myself and I will be using myself <laughs> in many of these because I'm not going to say nobody's names, but it's actually other people. But um, some of these things I could, I could totally um, just walk in somebody's shoes and understand and be empathetic to their needs simply because something like that happened to me too. Um, and I, like I said, I'm going to use myself. I had an aunt, my mother, my father's sister, tell me I wasn't going to be what I wanted to be. When I told her what I was going to be at 13 years old, 
oh, this is what I'm going to be. She was like, oh, you ain't going to be that. Lo and behold, fast forward, I am just what I said I was going to be. Okay, eat your heart out. She ain't here no more. But <laughs> you not going to tell me I'm not going to be that. And my mother always nurtured me. So I didn't have a problem in that department. But like I said, in high school, I did. Um, I didn't even want to be in high school. I went to high school. I finished high school, but I did not want to be there. So it wasn't that you, you know, not smart. It's just maybe it's not for you. But the way that society is and they mandate people to do stuff and make people assimilate and all of this other stuff, this is where all the problems come in. And then it looked like it's the children of Israel that's the problem, but it really isn't. Okay? The odds already been stacked against you living in the land of your captivity. So like I said, like I said, I'm using myself, but um, the people who put you down, it's by design if you're a child of Israel. But if you're not a child of Israel and people are putting you down, it's because they, the people who's putting you down don't have no imagination. They don't have nothing going for them. They're these mundane, boring flesh bags that do nothing. They have no um, desires to be anything aside from what they are. And it probably isn't much. So whenever people put other people down, you got to look at that person who's doing that. Because if somebody was really about their business and they enjoyed their lives and they loved themselves, and I mean sincerely and not just being a narcissist, then they're going to help you be the best that you can be. Because somebody unselfish and somebody who the Most High is really dealing with and somebody who is supportive is really going to help you reach your full potential and not try to put you down. It's not going to be somebody with no direction, no drive, no imagination. They're not uh, multifaceted in uh, what they could do. They just, they don't have it in them. So they can't um, conceive it in you. Okay. Um, I see that a lot. Okay. It, it could also be, um, that they just plain old negative and jealous. That's how a lot of people are, you know, that's how a lot of people are. Um, so like I said, um, trusting the wrong people concerning your life. Sometimes we don't have, um, we don't have control of that when we, young, especially the children of Israel, you got to do what society says. They want you to assimilate. That's what you got to do. Um, depending on how open your parents are to not having you in that um, atmosphere, um, it's up to them. But I feel like um, consult with your village, young people. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do this and that. Nobody. Nobody can never tell me when I was growing up or otherwise that I couldn't be or do whatever I wanted to do. And honestly, and y'all forbid, if I die today, I can say I've done a lot with my last breath. And I have. For those people who know me, they know what I've been doing. They know how I live my life. They know what I've done in my life since my early teens and everything. As far as traveling, as far as being whatever, as far as doing whatever, I do it. Okay? I know I could be it. Even now, if I turned around and wanted to do X, Y, and Z, I would do it. 
I am not somebody that just goes, oh yeah, I'm just going to push it off. No, we get one life to live. That's it. Okay. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why the most high gives us a present. That's what it's called. The present. You don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. Okay. You don't know what you're going to be doing tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in society tomorrow. You just don't know. So my suggestion to all you people out there that want to do something, go and do it. The only person that's holding you back is you. And as far as young people go, somebody could come in your life and just be real negative. My thing is shake that off and go to somebody who's going to support you. Period. Don't sit up there and wait on some lemon to keep telling you what you can't do, you can't do, you can't do. No, they can't do it. You could do whatever you want. Okay. Listen to the most high. The most high is the truth and everybody else is a liar. The most high said you the soul of the earth. You are all of that. You all the beautiful things, wonderful things. You can do anything and all things through the most high who gives you the power, the ability, the authority. He gives you all of that. And you need to have that inside of you and not listen to these devils out here. Yeah, because if you're thinking negatively, you do that, you, you being a devil's advocate. So you're a devil. So that's uh, one thing. Ignore these people and keep moving. If you was um, if you was all those negative things that the people said, then you wouldn't be nowhere. And I same thing with me. If I listened to every negative person, I wouldn't be nowhere. Okay. <laughs> so think about that and keep that in mind. The next time some lemon opens up their lemon mouth and tell you you can't do X, Y, and Z. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is learning how to budget. Now, how did I get from trusting the wrong people to learning how to budget? I already told you this is random discussions that I've been having. This is so important. Learning how to budget is so, so, so important. Why? Because we are living in a time of uncertainty right now. We are living in a time of uncertainty. And a lot of times, even prior to the pandemic, um, from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, up until now, um, the situation with the economy is like rain. It rains hard, then it rains a little bit, and then it doesn't rain at all. This is how people's money is, okay? Sometimes I get money. Sometimes I know where the next paycheck is coming. Sometimes I don't, and I don't know what's going on. Some people, a lot of people, live from paycheck to paycheck when they should learn the budget. Honestly, when we young our parents should be teaching us how to budget. Our parents should be teaching us how to use money, how to, um, yeah, how to use money. I'm trying to think of a way to say it. Um, money is hard to come by by a lot of people. And I know it's only 1% rich in the United States, 99% quote unquote uh, mixed up middle class and lower class. The bad thing is the middle class is not middle class anymore. They getting um, 
they're losing money actually because as inflation continues to rise people are not getting increases in their checks so a lot of people and you can tell by the pandemic they was living paycheck to paycheck if anything happened and we already know it did if anything happened they will be out I'm going to tell you this. Some people look at other people and they say they're rich and all that, but they're not. They was middle class. Even judges and um, even some actors, it only takes one thing to happen to them. And that's like a major illness or something to happen to them for them to not to have money. So we got to learn how to budget. I know when I was out in the field and um, in one of my jobs, and I used to go visit people at their houses. Um, a lot of times um, they will be reported simply because they didn't know how to budget. And when you can't budget your money, you can't live the life you want to live. And I mean, your priorities. When you're learning how to budget, you have to understand what your priorities are concerning money. You can't just get money and just spend it willy-nilly. This is what I mean about uh, when you're young, learning how to budget and understanding how the economy works in terms of being able to live your life in your means. I know a lot of people don't make a lot of money, but if you're smart with your money and you learn how to budget, even if you went to, uh, it, for those people who's in college, take an economy class um, or some kind of uh, finance class as an elective because this will teach you how to um, budget. A lot of parents don't teach their kids how to budget. A lot of parents do not. My mother taught me how to budget. Now, she didn't teach me like a formal class, but she did teach me what my priorities need to be as far as finances. A lot of people today cannot budget. That's why a lot of people, and I'm not blaming people. I'm just mentioning some of the situations that I have um, discussed with various people. And I know a lot of people that are in serious financial debt and in trouble, immediate trouble, crying because they can't budget. The problem is with people's priorities. Honestly, a lot of times you got to look at yourself and it's your priorities. Some people, I would say, it's because of um, the situation with rising costs. Because remember when 2019 hit, a lot of things happen and people were living paycheck to paycheck. But when people had to stay home, they couldn't make money. A lot of people could not make money. So guess what? They was um, put out of their homes. They wasn't able to make uh, payments for a while until certain, um, um, I want to, was it the feds? Because it wasn't the feds first. It was the state. Probably the states was trying to do something. And then the feds was telling people that, you know, giving people those checks and um, trying to get people to stay in their homes by some kind of law. But it wasn't, um, every state didn't abide by it. It was just a mess. And that brought on a serious situation that had to um, be um, put in a certain category, it had to be put in a federal category, simply because 
everybody knows that people, um, the average person lives paycheck to paycheck, but nothing serious went down that you would lose it. I mean, I'm not saying that nobody didn't lose their livelihood, but at this, during this pandemic, a lot of people did. And it got so bad that it it turned into a federal problem. Um, the situation is, like I said, um, partly, and I'm only going to talk about the United States right now, partly because the United States is greedy and they're selfish, okay? They're greedy in a sense of they want all their profits. They want um, where capitalists capitalistic society remember so they want everything cheap and they want to charge people a lot of money so they could be rich that's the mindset if they could buy something for a penny and sell it to you for a hundred dollars they would do that and and we are subjected to it every day try going to the movies how much money are you going to spend at the movies for popcorn when you could go to a dollar store or go to a supermarket, Walmart, wherever and buy a bag of popcorn for a dollar something. How much is that one bag of popcorn? Because that's not one bucket. A little bit of popcorn will fill up that bucket. How much are you paying for the bucket? $20 for the bucket? I just say that to say everything is inflated in the United States. But if they could pay a penny for some and charge you $100, they would. This is where we got to be smart because we're like cattle. We all flock to the same stuff and we all put up with it. Like going to the movies for that. It could be two people going to the movies and it's like $100. If it's not $70, it's around $100. Two people. You want popcorn, you want the movie tickets, average person, uh, two tickets, popcorn and whatever else you getting candy ice cream hot dog whatever it is you getting you are not leaving that concession stand without at least spending a hundred dollars people got to start thinking smarter the average person doesn't have and i and i understand we want to be entertained and all that stuff you want to be like everybody else but you can't because everybody is different your education is different your ideals are different. The way that you do things are different. The way that you was brought up is different. Everything is different. So you can't be the same like everybody else, even though everybody wants to be the same. As far as, excuse me, as far as buying the average, whatever it is, it's expensive. So we have to learn how to budget. We may not um, be able to afford that Nike or that I, what is it? What is it? iPhone or I um, whatever. You may not be able to afford that I, whatever. Maybe you uh, could afford an Android or one of those Obama phones. I mean, we got to look at our priorities because in at the end of everything, making a phone call, you're still making that same phone call. If you got a computer at home, if you have a laptop, if you have a handheld device or whatever, you don't need all the rest of this stuff, but you're trying to compete with everybody else. This is what I mean about priorities. I know somebody. Oof, I'm not going to use myself because I don't have this issue. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. I know somebody that is crying, crying, crying because they can't make rent or they can't buy clothes for their grown kids or whatever it is. And they don't give a second thought as to, I need to learn how to budget. They don't do that. 
They'll just cry and ask other people for money and borrow, beg, steal, whatever they do until they um, get whatever it is paid off. And then it turns, they'll pay that off and then they turn around and it happens again. And it's a cycle. No matter where the people go, it's the same thing all the time. But I'm going to tell you this, when they get a little bit of money, guess what? They want to act like, they're always getting this type of money. The priority is I'm going to buy a piece of jewelry. I'm going to buy some clothes or I'm going to buy something for my house or I'm going to go on a trip. It's never let me save my money because I don't know where the next rent is coming from. I mean, the next rent payment is coming from. Even though I'm working around the clock, I need to do something different. Nope, they won't do nothing different. They'll do the same thing over and over. It's like a, <sighs> I don't want to say bipolar. But that's what it kind of is like. I'm not going to say the person is bipolar. What I'm going to say is the person doesn't know how to prioritize and they don't know how to budget because they were never taught. But it never occurred to them that I have to learn how to budget. It never occurs to them that they have to learn how to budget. They're just saying, okay, well, I'm going to save this money until I can pay this off. But then something else comes. All right, then I'm going to save my money for the uh until i could pay this come but when they start saving this quote unquote money something else comes up that they want and they take the money that they need to pay on a vital bill and they'll take that money and they'll buy whatever they want that's a fleshly desire okay because this is spiritual and it's physical and economical your priorities are not there you don't know how to budget and you need to learn Everybody should take a budgeting class. If you never learned how to budget from your parents or anybody, you need to learn how to budget. You do. Because the average person does not have six months worth of rent or mortgage in their bank accounts if something goes down. That's not good. That's not good. And you need to learn how to budget and get your priorities straight. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. And I, I, like I said, when I was working at one of my jobs, I would go in the house and somebody would get um, the law called. I'll just say that somebody would get the law called on them because they got kicked out of their house. The person had a job, the person had children, but the person was kicked out because the person didn't have a budget. They had a decent job and they was able to pay the rent but they couldn't budget. They didn't know how. So that them not being able to know how to budget, meaning getting your priorities straight as far as finances go, they never, they was never taught that. They could never make the rent. You cannot live in an apartment or somewhere that you pay a rent and say, oh, I'm only going to put half the rent down. And then I'm going to wait for the middle of the month or the end of the month and put the other rent down do you know that's going to um occur um charges incur charges for uh not only are you going to get charges you're going to charge um they're going to charge you interest but um you're not going to be able to catch up on your rent and then when you keep doing all this the person who's you renting from they're going to get upset at you they're going to take you to court and then they're going to put you out this, I see this all the time. And many people, when I had to go to their house, this is why uh, the people was called on them. Once you find out what's going on, 
and you find out the person is having problems because they don't have a budget. I have gone to many a house being called the state call, uh, you know, they got the state called on them. I get to people's house and come to find out this person don't have a budget and they keep getting thrown out because they don't have a budget, but nobody's telling them they need to take a budgeting class or help them or guide them or give them a suggestion or a hands up or whatever, whatever. They don't tell them that they just let them go through this system and it happens over and over. This person that I, this particular person kept going through the state until I got them and said, why are we doing this? Cause this just sound like a whole bunch of crazy to me. Why are we doing this? Oh, I got kicked out. Why? They don't know why they just making money and trying to catch up. Cause once you fall behind, it's hard to catch up. So once I get in the house, I tell the person, you know, you need to take a budgeting class. You need to take a budgeting class. Did you ever learn how to budget? No, my mother never taught me how to budget or my father, whoever it is who loved me, never taught me how to budget. So their financial priorities are all jumbled up. And that's very important to learn. Your parents should teach you that. But a lot of times our parents don't, not mine. Mine taught me how to budget, praise your holy. A lot of times parents don't teach their kids how to budget. That's not even a thought to the average parent. That I don't I don't know what it is, especially the children of Israel. That's not even a thought. This is why you playing catch up with all your bills. You 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 take your money and you think clothes and things, you need that to get along. When no, no, no. If you didn't have uh, a whole bunch of clothes and you only had one set of clothes, uh, a place to live is vitally important. Remember, we as human beings, we have four basic needs, four basic needs. And as a matter of fact, from my my state job, that's what we went by because we go into people's houses because you don't have an iPhone and all this. That's not no, uh, no reason to call a child or a grown person to be calling the state on somebody else, honey. Because your four basic needs, if your four basic needs are met, then you good. And one of our needs, well, I might as well name all four. Food, shelter, clothing. It don't um it doesn't mean the um the best clothes or um uh a lot of clothes. You could have seven days worth of clothes and that's that. And a coat. I say that to say, learn your priorities, especially when it comes down to finances, because you will get into some serious trouble if you don't know how to budget. And I, like I said, um, some people think their priorities is to get jewelry, clothes, and flash. You're not doing this for you. You're doing this for other people. Okay. You trying to make yourself look good in front of other people when you need to be prioritizing and making sure that you could uh, be able to live appropriately in your means. There is a way to do it. There is a way to do it. But a lot of things come into play. Okay. A lot of things come into play because right now you got to think about your education. A lot of people are very educated. They owe a whole bunch of um, school bills and it's hard for them to find a job in the area of expertise they went in and now they got to live with their parents. 
And a lot of them got to get help from their parents because they don't even have to pay off the bills because a lot of their priorities is wrong. I know when I was um, going to college, my parents didn't help me do nothing. First of all, one of my parents died when I was in college. Okay, so that's number one. And then later on, the other one died. So I didn't have the help. I had to pay off my own loans in my 20s. And I learned a long time ago. Like I said, my mother taught me how to prioritize when I was young. So I learned a long time ago to focus on paying my bills off. And I did. In my 20s. And I didn't live with nobody then. So can it be done? Yes. But it's going to take a lot of determination. And it's it's not impossible, but it's very difficult now. If it wasn't a pandemic, then I would be a little harsher if it wasn't for the pandemic. But things have changed so dramatically. Just thank the most high. You have somebody that's able to take you in and support you, young people. Yeah. Because things have changed since the pandemic. But I still say this to say, please get your priorities in order. If you're in school, if you're in college, take an elective. If you're not, um, if your um, area of expertise that you're going to focus on is not economics, take an economics class. Just take it. Even in high school, they got economics. Take that because you'll learn about money. Like I said, the average person, especially the children of Israel, you, the average child of Israel, their parents are not te teaching them nothing about money nothing and like i said fortunately and i praise the most high for that my mother did teach me how to budget so that's one thing i knew about money since i was 10 years old i mean really had to save it and all of that not just oh yeah save these two quarters and do that no i knew about money when i was young okay i knew about money and i knew about how to save it and invest it in or i i'm not a um professional in it but i was exposed to it when i was young so um, my financial priorities are in order. But I believe that a lot, the average person, especially the children of Israel, your financial priorities are not in order. And even if they are some people, because I can't be so, I'm not saying that I'm harsh. I just understand what the times we living in. If we didn't have this pandemic, I would be a little harsh, like I said. But right now, I understand because there's a lot of stuff going on. And there's a lot of people that's getting out of college and they have huge uh, school bills that they have to pay off. And unfortunately, a lot of times, they're not in the area that they chose for their own reasons. Because like I said, and I think I spoke about this a while ago. Uh, some people go to school and their parents pay for all of this tuition and they get out and they don't do what they went to school for. Yeah. But even if you are and you chose a field that is lucrative or at least satisfying in the financial area, um, learn how to prioritize your finances. Okay. Prioritize your finances in terms of paying yourself, being able to pay your bills, uh, and not being dead. And I say that to grown people, young people, everybody. If you don't know how to budget, please learn how. Go take a class. Go online. If you don't have money to take a, a class, 
go to YouTube University because I'm sure there's budgeting classes there. I'm sure. All right. Because we, I mean, you can't, you can't afford to uh, not be able to budget, especially in these times. You cannot afford, even those people who do not have a budget now, it's, things are so tight and so tough. It's hard. So uh, please make one of your priorities learning how to budget. It's really, really imperative that you learn how to budget and prioritize your finances or your thoughts in terms of finances. Prioritize your thoughts in terms of finances. That's what you need to do because you don't need um, a whole closet, walk-in closet full of clothes, shoes, bags, jewelry, whatever. You don't need that. Living in an apartment or wherever you live and being able to pay the rent is very important. Okay. Now, I want to talk about, like I said, if you have any questions or um, concerns or whatever it is, you could drop me a line. Cliff note. The letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. Or you could go on Spotify and um, upload a question and let me know how I'm doing. Now I want to talk about, hold on. The next thing I want to talk about is being able to conduct yourself in a orderly fashion aka behaving yourself like you have some sense okay now this is just to people people okay straight up people regular people being able to control their behavior and act like they are people instead of beasts, okay? Uh, you don't have to love someone, but you need to respect them and vice versa, okay? There's a lot of people that's not respecting people. They're not living and let living, or you know that term, live and let live. They're living, but they don't want other people to live. So they don't respect people's uh, right to exist in the same space that they exist. And this right here is extremely um, narcissistic and it's pretentious and it is extremely ignorant to believe that you have more right to live in a place or even live and exist and other people don't. There's a lot of people that are very disrespectful very disrespectful and they wonder why people treat them the way that they do there's a lot of karens a lot of kens out there and a lot of narcissists out there and a bunch of idiots out there from all nations that are very disrespectful and people need to um, understand that we all deserve respect okay I don't care what neighborhood you come from. I don't care what family you come from, uh, wherever. People need to respect other people. 
We are all on this earth together and you're not more, um, you're not better than me and I'm not worse than you. And that's how people should think. You are not better than me and I'm not worse than you. And people really believe that they're better than other people. When the most I say, he don't have no favorites, even his own children. He said, he don't have no favorites. So what makes you think you better than somebody else? People, uh, they need to learn, excuse me, to be humble. People really need to be humble. Just like you could treat people with um, disrespect and loathing. They could do the same thing to you. So we really need to um, humble ourselves and we really need to learn to respect people. You don't have to love the person. You don't even have to like the person, but you need to respect them. You need to respect their space. You need, you need to respect them as human beings, even if you ignore them. The fact that you ignored them and not started trouble with them or gave them a hard time is enough respect. You're living and you allow people their space wherever else and that's what um that's the problem with this atmosphere today everybody's in everybody else's business everybody's preoccupied with everybody else's everything when they should be minding their own daggone business and having your own life stop being consumed with everybody else's everything and mind your own business okay Conduct yourself like you have some sense and not try not to be the beast that you are. Try to pretend that you're a human being. How about that? How about trying to be uh, a human being or trying to act like one and stop being the beast that you are? I don't have any um, examples, um, but I'm sure that you can imagine turning on the TV and finding that somebody's doing something they don't have no business. They reporting something they don't have no business. They up in somebody's face when they don't have no business. They're doing stuff they don't have no business. That's everybody or anybody. I am just sick and tired of everybody and everybody else's business starting trouble. Mind your own business. Don't you have enough business to uh, mind Either that or mind the business that pays you. I'm sure uh, people don't pay you to get in their business. And to be in their business and be all up in their face and being disrespectful to people when you could use that energy to be doing something else. People need to mind their own damn business. Period. That's all I got to say about that. Um. Now I want to talk about um, relationships. This is a real um, serious one. Um, I talk to people a lot about their relationships. I have a lot of examples, but I'm not going to um, just come out and use <laughs> some people Um as examples, but I will say this. In terms of relationships, learn how to make time to cultivate your relationship and keep it fresh and spicy. Now, I've been married for a long time. Okay. I've been with my husband longer than I've been married to him. So um I'm old school. I've been married and with my husband 
over 20 years. I know people who've been with their, um, in my own age group, been with their husbands over 30 years. Um, even my husband's parents been together over 50 years and his one of his um, parents just passed away not long ago, but they was together so long that it's hard to imagine one without the other. It's even hard to see it. Um, some people aspire to have a long lasting relationship. And some people um, in their minds, they believe they can have the relationship, but they don't have what it takes to keep the relationship. Anybody could get married, but do you have the what it takes to keep the marriage going, to keep the marriage um, successful? And what I mean about successful, like anybody could be married, but um, after a certain amount of time, uh, they let their relationship get stale. And then it's no kind of relationship. You just friends or just two people that live in the house together, uh, keeping up a facade. I mean, uh, how is your relationship? And I believe I did talk about this before, but since I keep running into these relationship things, um, I have to say that you have to continue to cultivate the relationship, continue to make the relationship strong, continue to um, take that effort to keep your significant other on their toes in every way. Um, what are you willing to do to keep your marriage successful? Uh, notice I didn't say perfect, okay? Because there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. Okay, there's an excellent marriage. There's a marriage that you built that is um, excellent just for you. But your idea of marriage is not necessarily somebody else's idea of marriage. They could look at your marriage and go, oh, gosh, I couldn't do what you did. Oh, you do X, Y, and Z. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Everybody's marriage is... um selected and and perfected just for them whether it's dysfunctional or not they made that it doesn't mean that you're gonna make that and I say that to say other people look at people's marriages and they go I couldn't I couldn't do what you do or I couldn't put up with what you put up with or maybe you're the one who's doing something wrong and you'd be like oh I can't believe you doing this and that person's still there with you whatever the situation is Keep your marriage good. Keep it um, successful. Um, I know when I counsel people, the first thing I ask them is, do they fight? And a lot of people, that's the first thing you ask when you're doing counseling and stuff like that, like if you're going to marry somebody or whatever. And even in counseling, when you ask somebody, do they fight? It's not a trick question. It's a realistic question. The first thing people do that you could tell a person uh, what kind of a person or what their character is by the answer. Some people will go, oh, no, we don't fight. That's not realistic. So I know you're not real in your head. You somewhere else. I don't know. You're, you, you're not realistic if you say no, because everybody fights. It's just a 
uh, the fact of fighting fair and being able to um, have enough love and respect for that person not to do something that you can't um, take back. So um, I say that to say Cultivating your relationship and keeping it spicy and keeping it wonderful and great is going to keep your partner's attention. And it doesn't really take much if you do the effort. A lot of times um, when we, the longer we're married, we grow these families and things are happening and, you know, your time um, switches from your partner to the family and um, this is where the priority is until those kids grow up. And then when they grow up and they leave, you don't really have nothing no more because you didn't cultivate it while um, the kids were growing. You didn't grow your marriage too. You didn't, um, what can I say? You didn't allow the marriage to flourish and grow with you and your family. And that's what you need to do. If it's just you and your spouse, you need to continue to allow not only you to grow individually, but the marriage itself to grow. A lot of times people leave a marriage because one person outgrew another, or maybe both parties outgrew each other. But somewhere along the line, they grew apart because they didn't cultivate the relationship. If you really wanted to, because nobody goes into a relationship and say, oh, yeah, I want to get um, divorced. I'm going to get married, but I want to get divorced in five years or two years or one year or whatever it is. Nobody goes into a marriage to get divorced. OK, and I'm not saying that every marriage is perfect and every marriage is going to be perfect. I didn't say that. We all flawed. Number one, um, marriage is complicated. Number two. People go into marriage uh, uh, for various reasons. Number three, religious people go into marriage fleshly and they believe in their minds that the most high chose this person for them. And that person is just as wrong as two left feet for them. And that's how they get divorced. D d listen, I could say a whole bunch of things in regards to marriage, but I'm saying while you're in the marriage, if you really want to stay married, cultivate the marriage grow up, learn how to talk to one another, learn how to respect one another, okay? Learn how to be open to one another, meaning be open to people's ideas. Don't be shut off. A lot of times what you get in the beginning is what you're going to keep. And what I mean is when we first go into relationships and it turns into a love thing and whatever else, you on your best behavior, I would say for the first year, and I'm just being real gracious by saying a year, it could be six months or three months, you on your best behavior. And then later on, you learn how the person really is, okay? That is the time to leave if you're not going to be with that person. But if you turn around and you go to the most high and you say, oh, this is the person I'm, I want to take. Now, mind you, nine times out of 10, the most high did not send that person to you. You just grabbed that person. Um, because if the most high gave, brought somebody to you, he got to fix you first. Because the most high don't do stuff half behind. Okay. Before I got married to my husband, I believe I said this clearly last time. I had a lot of growing up to do. And so did my husband. So if I'm asking the most high for a good man, I got to bring a good woman, right? 
and vice versa. If a man is praying for a good woman and the most high is dealing with him, the most high is going to bring a good woman to a good man. Because if I want a good man, I sure better be a good woman. I can't have a list and go, oh, I want this. I want that. I want this. And I, I'm not all of that. That's not even realistic. But people do it all the time. That's why I'm saying uh, relationships are not perfect. They're not. It's what you make it. It's not perfect because the most high is not behind it, number one. Number two, we just grabbing people. Sometimes we be desperate. Sometimes we think we know what we want, but we really don't. And this is the truth. Sometimes we deceived. We go into it with blinders on. We have no idea what we want. That's what I'm saying. But while you in this relationship, learn how to grow together, communicate, compromise, respect one another, um, value one another's opinions, um, and um, allow that person to be who they are within reason. This is what we have to learn to do. And this is how your marriage is going to stay um, civil and wonderful. Sometimes we run into hiccups. Sometimes things are in the way. A lot of things. It could be anything that's in the way. And we're not talking to our spouses about what's on our minds for real, for real. And I mean, actually, sometimes we hide stuff from our um, our spouses. Your spouse is supposed to be your best friend. Your spouse is supposed to be somebody you could tell anything to. And that person will keep it on the hush. You will be surprised how many people run and go tell friends and family members what the spouse's deepest, darkest secret is. That's not being a good friend. That's not being a good friend. You supposed to be with your friend when you being with your spouse. If you can't be honest and forthright to your spouse, who are you married to? I don't get it. Nevertheless, I hear this all the time. I'm I just in my mouth in my mind, I'm like, wow. Wow. I could tell my spouse anything. And it don't surprise him. And he doesn't judge me. And the same thing with me. My spouse could tell me anything. I don't care what it is. Anything. And I will not judge him. And I don't sit there and sit in awe. There's not a lot of things that surprise me. Honestly. It's not a lot of things that surprise me. Now, some things can shock me, which is different. Because if you're not surprised that things go down, some things could shock you that it's the individual that it happened to, but not the situation. And I, I hope people understand what I mean when I say that. Like, and I'll give you an example. Uh, just say, oh yeah, there was a shooting today by somebody. And you know that... At some point or another, it's going to be a shooting because people go nuts with guns. But the the shock comes in when it's your neighbor or your own child. Okay, I never thought my own child would do it. But I'm not surprised that it was a, it was, um, a shooting that happened. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I mean. So a lot of things do not surprise me. A lot of things. I don't care what it is. Any subject, it doesn't surprise me. So uh, for my husband to surprise me, you got to be real, real, real um, original. <clears throat> it got to be a really original for me to um, be surprised. I'm not. Um, so uh, I say that to say, 
be your spouse's best friend. Learn how to cultivate your relationship. Learn how to make time for your spouse. Learn how to respect and love your spouse. Learn how to have real deep conversations with your spouse. Learn how to laugh with your spouse. Learn how to have date night with your spouse. Learn how to have romantic trips with your spouse. Learn how to uh, have pillow talk with your spouse. Learn how to whisper sweet nothings to your spouse. Learn how to be your spouse's first everything. Best friend, first woman, first man, whatever it is. Learn how to love them uh, and support them appropriately. And why do I say that? I have had some couples come to me and I have heard how much problems or how many problems they have and simply because they can't, because uh, they, they may have a, a number of kids and they can't get it together. They don't know how to prioritize family. They can't... Um, get along after they have their kids because they just take all of their um energy away from each other and put it on the kids and then it just gets lost in translation like it's just gone so uh we have to as married people we have to learn to um grow with our spouses grow with our spouses not against our spouses not grow individually and sometimes we do grow individually but you have to factor that into the relationship and not just live on your own in a relationship. It doesn't work when it's like that. Uh, you got to learn to um, be the 50 to your spouse's 50. You can't be um, 80, 20, 90, 10, 70, 30. It has to be 50, 50. Um, and you have to be able to, um, like I said, um, have the relationship to be excellent for you, not perfect, because there's too many factors that won't allow a uh, fleshly relationship to be perfect. It won't, but it will be excellent. It will be um, individualized just for you. It will be um, wonderful and great if you cultivate it and nurture it and continue to nurture it when you put your 50% in to the other 50%. Uh, so that's all I have to say about that, which is a segue to um, extended families when you're in relationships. When you're in a relationship and you're married to um, your partner, um, it doesn't mean that you bow down to uh, your in-laws or whoever it is um, that may or may not like your relationship. I believe I spoke on this um, before, but I'm going to say it again because I keep running into it. Um, you do not have to bow down to your spouse's can you get that, please, babe? You do not have to bow down to your spouse's um, family members and vice versa um, and put up with their mess. Now, you could be respectful, but you don't have to put up with their mess. Sometimes um, it's time for a conversation, a, a uh, grown-up conversation, a respectful conversation. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. 
when it works, that's wonderful. Everybody's on the same page. But when it doesn't work, then sometimes you got to match people's energy. Okay. And sometimes uh, extended family members believe that they could bully you or do something to you. Um, and I don't mean physical. I mean, uh, all this emotional um, nonsense. So um, in regards to that, sometimes you have to have these conversations and sometimes they tough conversations. Sometimes they're serious conversations. And if they're not dealt with properly, it can turn very ugly for your spouse and their family members and vice versa, male or female. Um, sometimes there's jealousy. Sometimes there's envy in these relationships and they keep it going to try to uh, drive a wedge in between the two people that's having a relationship, whether they marry or not. Somebody could come in there and try to drive a wedge for whatever reason and try to uh, break up that relationship. And if the relationship is not strong enough, like I said, back cultivating your relationship, if the relationship's not strong enough and you don't have those strong ties and you don't have a best friend that you can really talk to and be honest with, your relationship's not gonna last simply because of those uh, family members. First of all, you should never let in-laws get in the way. You should never live with in-laws. You should never, um, whether you have a good relationship or not, because staying with people only makes things worse. I don't care if you are siblings, staying with people for a long period of time, a bunch of grownups in a house doesn't work out because uh, grownups want to do grown things. And you can't do that in grown people's house, especially if you do not own that house. But living with um, in-laws is like the worst personally i would say is living with in law i have never lived with in-laws but i'm saying living with them is the worst the worst the absolute worst especially deep down inside if those in-laws don't like you that could be like a nightmare a nightmare from hell it can be so my suggestion to those people who are at the mercy of their in-laws or believe that their in-laws are helpful when in reality they're not. Or maybe if they are helpful, you need to get your own place. Get your own place and don't live with in-laws. And don't let in-laws live with you. You shouldn't. Because grown people want to do grown things. And you can't do grown things in other people, other grown-up people's house. I don't care what it is. Somebody's being stifled. And nobody likes being stifled. Everybody wants to be themselves at all times. So my suggestion, my professional suggestion, my um, suggestion as minister, as a minister, and my suggestion as a girlfriend, don't live with in-laws. Don't let them get in your business. Don't let them dictate your life. I know you want to be respectful and nice and all of that stuff, but don't let them run away um, with nonsense. Don't let them get away with murder. Meaning don't let them try to rule you, run you, and control you. Because they, if they want to, 
or if they feel like they want to do that and want to be in your business and you allow them, they will do it. Get out of their house, get out of wherever you live in. If you live in with them, get away from them and just go visit from time to time. Cause that's when everything is good. Spend a night over their house, maybe once or twice a year or whatever it is, <laughs> but don't live with them. Even with people who have really good relationships with them, you don't want to wear your welcome out with anybody. With anybody, even siblings, you don't want to wear. I wouldn't want to go to my sister's house and stay over there for weeks. I know I will wear out my welcome because the way I live and the way I see things is not the same way. She lives and she sees the things. I may go to her house and go, uh-uh, honey, you have to change this. You got to change that. You got to change that. And you don't go over people's house doing it. Or... Somebody may be trying to uh, rule you. Well, here's my house rules and you got to do this and you got to do that. I'm a grown person. You're not going to tell me what to do. I, I couldn't wait to get grown so I could do what I wanted to do. So this is what I mean. When it comes down to in-laws and you living with them and staying with them and whatever else, extended visits and whatever, if they could try to rule you and run you, they will especially certain certain people who can't even run their own lives trying to run yours and your family. I say this, don't let that happen. If you're living with them, try to get out of the house. If you're visiting with them, make the stay short. And if they're in your business and they're nosy and they're overstepping their boundaries, have a conversation. I know so many people that's having problems with in-laws because they don't add to mind their own business. They're very aggressive and they got a nerve to say that they're not. And they are. They're preoccupied with your business and they shouldn't be in your business. I might have something to say more about that, but let me move on. That was number five. Number six is the next segue is to um, be grateful for everything. Being A part of being grateful is being humble. Because if you're humble, then you'll learn to be grateful for things. We, especially in the United States, and I know it could be anywhere, um, more among the rich than the poor anywhere, but more in the United States, I have to focus on because I live in the United States. I have traveled to many countries in different continents. And I understand how various people live. And I respect that. I do. Just like I want people to respect me who come to the United States. You need to respect people. You need to learn about people. You need to be humble. That's what you need to do. Because when you go to another country, you can't do what you want to do. But anyway, you need to be grateful for everything you have. There's many people out there that actually believe that they entitled to get the things that they have or the things that they want. We remember as um, we have to remember as saints, those who are listening to me, that you're not entitled to nothing. Okay. You're not entitled to nothing. Where in the scriptures, the most I said, oh, you entitled to all this. You my favorite. Everybody's a sinner, but you. Nobody. Nobody is. Everybody has fallen short of the glory of the most high. The most high said, he better be glad I didn't change my mind. Y'all all be wiped off the face of the earth. Yes. He said that, especially to the children of Israel, which are his lot. So if he said that to the children of Israel, what do you think he's saying about the Gentiles and the heathens? Heathens is the walking dead. So he ain't even worried about them, but I'm saying the Gentiles, nobody's entitled to anything. Okay. 
We are not in any position to say, oh, we entitled to this and we entitled to that. We're not privileged. There are some people that think they privileged, but everybody's going to get their door at day. Every dog gets his day. Okay. I already told you that. And I did a lesson somewhat like that when I talked about the tribulation, the children of Israel is getting spanked first and the most high is saving them heathens for last. Now we are living in the last days, honey. They're going to get theirs while, um, yeah, um, Yaakov, who the people call Jacob, Jacob has his, has his trouble, honey. He's being spanked by the most high, but trust me, there will be a time when everything's going to turn and slowly but surely it is turning. The tide is turning and it's going to be on the heathens and the Gentiles. So I say that to say, be humble for everything you get. You not even promise tomorrow or the next hour. This is why the most high says this is the present. It's a gift that you hear breathing and animated right now. It's a gift. You're not promised tomorrow. You never was promised tomorrow. Ever since Adam sinned, you was never promised tomorrow. You wasn't promised nothing because death is coming for everybody. So people need to understand, you know, there's a lot of nations that believe they privileged and they, they entitled to everything and nobody else is entitled to nothing. And that couldn't be farther from the truth, honey. We should all be blessed and, and feel blessed and be humble and grateful for everything we got. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. The very um, next breath that you take, you should be humble for. Okay. The fact that you could, uh, you're able to do things with arms and legs and whatever it is, you should be grateful for. There's so many, um, things in this life that gives us the understanding of how blessed we are. Okay. Um, the most high chose us to be where we are right at this moment before the foundation of the world. And this is pretty significant and very important. If we actually knew the statistical odds of how we got here, it's astounding. And we don't even give this a second thought. We are all too stiff necked and self-centered and selfish to even think about it and give this some thought from time to time um, and this will put us in a place of humility because it's really mind-blowing really just think of um think of your conception and people don't think about that there's thousands of sperm shooting for one egg and many times and a large amount of uh, a large percentage of time one sperm goes into the egg and fertilized egg. Now, sometimes two sperm could go in the egg and that's even more rare. This is how mind-blowing it is. This is how significant this is. This is how intricate it is that the Most High allow that wondrous situation to come to be for you to be a human being. And this is how important everybody is. You're not more important than anybody else. Everybody should be humble. I don't care what position you're in. I don't care where you live. I don't care what financial status you um, have. Everybody should be glad and humble 
that they live and they have good health. And I don't care if they don't have money. I don't care if they got shoes um, or not. You should be humble and be grateful that the most high allowed you to be here. Mm -hmm. Because the most high blesses us with some pretty amazing abilities. And people have come through and spend their lives um, in some amazing ways. And we have abilities and, and, and capabilities and all kinds of stuff. I mean, if you really think about it, um, human beings are amazing. They can do amazing things. We don't even think about it. We don't think about it. We just sit and soak and act like we uh, are owed all this stuff. When we are creatures to the most high, we are his creatures. Some people are just too self-centered and, and too wicked to understand, okay? You're not bigger than the most high or nobody else. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your prestige is. I don't care what your privilege is. You're not better than anybody else. And you need to learn how to be humble or else the most high is going to humble you. And he will. He'll get you in his time. Um, That's another thing. Um, uh, Another thing I want to talk about is um family members not being close i think this is the last thing i'm gonna say because i don't know how long i was talking but um the family stuff from relationships on to in-laws on to just immediate family members and extended family members is i just segued into all of that but i want to talk about family members not being close and there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of people I know, and I'm sure you know, that have family members that um, are not close. Some family members that haven't spoken in many uh, decades. Some, some family members just can't get along. I don't care what it is. Um, uh, not only have I um, experienced various situations with other people, um, I know many people and even myself, there's some people that I'm not close with that I wish I was, but being, um, the situation is so difficult and people being stiff neck and not wanting to bend, um, things could get out of hand and just get lost in translation. Um, there are many people in families, various family um, situations that uh, either don't get along or they're not close. Um, some siblings within the families are not close. And in some families, there's uh, a downright war. Um, I say this to say that this is not unusual to see that there is and can be discord between family members for one reason or another. As a matter of fact, this situation is not new to any family, um, although it is a very embarrassing subject. Now, I personally know some families that have these sort of problems and issues, as I'm sure you also know. And um, I wanna discuss some of the things that are experienced between the jealous parties um, and those who are targeted in the jealousy, which causes a large part of the division. Some family members that experience this jealousy or covetous behavior from the guilty parties um, 
this situation can be devastating and they don't even do anything um, but exist. Like one family member could just be an innocent party. And for whatever reason, another family member is upset at them, jealous at them, angry at them for whatever reason, but they won't tell them, they don't discuss it. And in their mind, it's not them. Okay. Um, just the fact that that family member is existing, that individual is existing, makes the uh, the jealous fam family member upset. Um, they could just be, I don't know, um, a better character than the person who's jealous. Um, we don't really know why. You have to ask the jealous party. But nine times out of 10, the person who's jealous or envious of the individual or individuals, um, they'll never admit it. They'll never admit it. Um, and this is serious too. Um, a lot of times it's a carnal reason why they're angry, but many times it's a spirit because there is a spirit of jealousy. And I talked about this in one of my lessons. Um, it's a demon called the jealous eye and it is actually an eye, an uh, eye like the two eyes that you have on your face, E-Y-E. -E. Yeah, it's a jealous eye. And a lot of times it gets on um, people. Mm -hmm. It's a spirit that can um, possess people. And sometimes really people don't know why that they have this covetous, covetedness or this jealousy or envy. But um, sometimes, like I said, it could be an argument for some two um, character um, um Two characters don't get along or mesh, two personalities don't, or it could be jealousy. Um, those are various reasons why they can't, even though they say they can't. But when they um, either don't acknowledge it or acknowledge it or can't acknowledge it, it could be a spirit. Um, and there is a jealous eye. Remember when Adam um, gave his power away, a lot of wicked spirits came into um, the earth. And they never left right along with the fallen angels who were supposed to watch over humans. And they start having sex with females and they made abominations that the most high killed, but they still walk in this earth. That's the book of Enoch. So, um, like I said, it could be a physical reason why um, some uh, family uh, siblings are jealous of others, or it could be a spiritual reason. There are so many signs of division from one sibling to another that they present themselves in the following ways. And I'm going to name a bunch of ways, but it's not limited to these ways. Like I said, some people, um, they don't believe that they're jealous. If it's not a physical carnal reason that has a, um, a root, there's a reason that they're hiding or don't want to um, admit then it's a, sp uh, a spiritual reason. And some of those reasons are plain jealousy or insecurity. It could be selfishness or self-centeredness. It could be the ability to accomplish um, what the desired child has for whatever reason, the inability, excuse me. Now the jealous person, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna... Um, I'm going to talk about the jealous person or persons, and I'm going to talk about the desired person. When I say desired person, that's the one who the jealous person is jealous of. So it could be that the jealous child is jealous of the inability to accomplish what the desired child 
has for whatever reason. Um, the desired child could be someone of influence. It could be somebody who's making um, money that the jealous child doesn't have. It could be um, that the jealous child feels that the desired child is getting more uh, attention or treatment from other family members. It could be that the jealous child is coveting the desired child's possessions or whatever may be um, that they have or who they with. Um, the jealous child could be uncomfortable with themselves, okay? Um, and just lashing out at the desired child. Uh, the jealous person could be lazy or lacks motivation or um, their outlook or um, goals that they wish they could achieve um, to get what the desired child has, or uh, but this jealous, jealous child feels entitled um, to get what the desired the desired child has. Like I, then I'll give an example. Like I said, the desired child could be um, somebody who went to college. They have, uh, they were successful in the area that they went and chose. They have a good house. They have a good wife, a good family, a model family within that family. And the, uh, the jealous child doesn't have that. And they want that. So they'll keep being jealous of the person in their family that achieved all of the stuff that they achieved and they keep starting trouble with the spouse, the children, everything. They just be a thorn in the desired child's um, behind. It could be that the jealous child is aggressive towards the uh, desired child. And a lot of times that's what it is. It could be an older one or a younger one. The jealous child also lies, steals, and cheats and even deceives others against the desired child and sometimes the family members fall for it. Yeah, they listen to the lies of the jealous child and they run with it. And a lot of times the people in the family, they see what the jealous child is doing and they still don't do nothing. They don't call it out. Some people do, but some people don't. Sometimes they feel like they don't want to get in, in the middle, but the worst thing you could do is allow it to fester and keep going. Somebody needs to step in for somebody gets hurt. And I'm going to tell you how powerful it is when I keep reading. Okay. Sometimes a jealous person is out of, um, oh, like I said, the family members feel uh, sorry and they don't want to step in and uh, they just go with the delusions of the jealous child. Cause a lot of times the jealous child has delusions. They think that something is happening. That's not really happening. Oh, she did this to me or he did this to me. This is why I'm X, Y, and Z. And nothing never happened like that. In their mind, they believe something happened, but it's their own blind jealousy that's making them crazy. Um, also, the jealous child may lack the qualifications of the uh, desired child in, in their everyday everything, be it job, recreation, things, the way they carry themselves, the way they look, their prestige, their kids, the way they look, the way they act. They could be jealous of all of that. Um, the jealous child consumes themselves with the life of the desired child. I mean, they are jealous of everything of that child. Every time they think about that desired child, meaning the child that they jealous of, the sibling that they jealous of, they get upset and angry. 
and it's eating them literally eating their hearts out they are literally it's eating them alive the anger and the jealousy is eating them alive meanwhile the desired child is going on about their life and living high and having fun and and being in peace um, also, the jealous child could believe that the desired child has things that they don't deserve, especially when it comes to the parents' love, the parents' time, and the possessions. <laughs> the jealous child uh, believes that they are entitled to the things that's not theirs, that they might, um, it might be the desired child's um, possessions. Um, also, the jealous child um will do and say anything negatively that may impact the desired child, meaning lie on them, say they said this, go tell family members, oh, they did this to me. When you talk to the family members, they don't even know what's going on. This is how um, reckless um, jealousy is. The spirit of jealousy is very reckless. The spirit of jealousy lies. Remember, it's a wicked spirit. It lies, it pretends, it's delusional. It puts the uh, person in delusion, the jealousy. So like I said, um, the jealous child will do and say anything negatively against the desired child, as well as take kindness for weakness, take advantage of that, um, that desired child. And when it comes to the desired child in some way, and this is consistently done, which in all ways drives a wedge between the siblings. So this jealous child could just shake up the whole family with the jealousy. And it has happened. I know people that um, it happens in their families. And they don't try to fix it. They don't try to fix it. They just act like it doesn't exist a lot of times. This needs to be nipped in the butt. This literally needs to be nipped in the butt. In regard to these situations, the only thing I could say is that, like I said, it could be a wicked spirit or it could be something that has a root. Like somebody did something to somebody. Um, they could be angry at them, like hide their clothes or be mean to them or do whatever when you're growing up. And that uh, desired child um, would just shake it off or maybe they'll tell their parent and nothing really happens. But as they grow up, this jealous child will still keep picking and being wicked to the other child who's the desired child. And I say desired child because the jealous child desires to be like the other child or is angry at the child for whatever reason that nobody knows. That's why I keep saying desired child because they desire to be like this child, but they hate the child because it's not them. That's why there's jealousy. So also, um, this is not something new. Like I said, this is not something new that happened in families. As a matter of fact, in the scriptures, it happens a lot. In the Old Testament, it happens a lot. And I'm going to name uh, the people in the Old Testament that it happened to. The children of Israel, this, this is not new among families. This is not new among family members. This is as old as time. Jealousy among siblings is as old as time. Okay, because it's a spirit a lot of times. And then it could be something carnal. Somebody didn't like what somebody else did or somebody don't like 
the way their sibling looks. Maybe the sibling looks better than them. Maybe they wondering why they don't look as good as the sibling. They're not as smart as the sibling. They don't have um, intelligence. They're not quirky. Maybe they're not as um, popular as the sibling. And then it starts being something. It becomes some kind of a complex and it can also be a pathology that they need to see somebody for. But like I said, it can also be a spiritual thing that they can't shake. Um, when it becomes a spiritual thing and you can't shake it, 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 there needs to be a lot of spiritual intervention like prayer, um, meditation, uh, fasting. It needs to be a lot and they need to come to grips with it it's kind of like um being an alcoholic or a drug addict you have to admit you the alcohol and drug addict before you could do something about it because if you don't admit that you have it then in your mind you don't have nothing and then it's business as usual some people really need to come to grips with it but a lot of times and i don't know any time that somebody who's jealous of a family member would ever say well maybe i'm a little envious they would never admit it because they're not humble Okay. And that demon spirit of jealousy is driving them crazy because in their mind, they don't believe that they're jealous or envious of anything, but it is clear to see from everybody. But you can't tell them that they ain't jealous. Oh no, I'm not jealous. Oh, because this person did this to me when it wasn't true. Like the person didn't do nothing but exist. That's what the person was just excellent and you angry. So I'm going to tell you the notable people within the scriptures that had a spirit of jealousy on them and had been tyrants to their uh, siblings and desired ones, the desired ones, the ones that they wanted to be like in their hearts, but they hated. And they have even gone as far as to try to kill their siblings because of the jealousy that drove them almost crazy. And these notable people are, and they're not in any order, the devil and Adam because the, the devil got angry at the most high because he made Adam. So he was jealous of Adam. The devil was jealous of Adam. So that's why all this stuff happened. All this stuff that we in right now is because the de uh, cause the devil is mad at the most high and the most high going to get rid of him. Then we got Cain and Abel. Cain was angry at Abel because um, after uh, Adam gave his power away to the devil, the devil got a hold of Cain. Remember, Adam gave his power away. So with his power was the first seed that he gave, uh, that he, uh, I would say, um, cultivated with Eve and they had Adam. I'm sorry, they had Cain. Adam and Eve had Cain, but when Adam sinned, he gave his power away, okay? Since a small seed of wickedness was planted in Adam, that seed of wickedness went through Adam into Cain, okay? Eve carried the seed that had Cain, Cain and his sister, and then Abel and his sister. Cain killed Abel because the devil was able to get to Cain. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Then we have Esau and Yaakov. There was jealousy since it had been in the womb. And we talked about that already. Then Yosef and his brothers, not all 11 was jealous, but they was angry at Yosef, but around between four and six of them was willing to kill him. 
That's how jealous they was of him. And it wasn't because, oh, I'm just jealous because he loved him more. No, there were certain circumstances that they understood. The brothers understood the circumstances. But along with those circumstances, they didn't like um, um, Yosef's mouth. Yosef had a big mouth and he was a tattletaler. See, they don't tell you that in the Bible. But you go to the book of Yeshia and the... Um, the um, uh what's what's the other book there's another book too i can't remember it off the top of my head uh the book of jubilees um you go to those books you'll see how um yosef was a um, tattletaler uh-huh and um yaakov loved yosef because he was from the desired wife and not the other wife who was jealous there was two wives remember yaakov had two wives his uncle tricked him into going with the older sister, Leah. And he didn't want to go with Leah, but the Most High opened up Leah's womb and Leah had six kids. Okay. And the sister, I forgot her name off the top of my head. What's her name? I'm going to think of it. Rachel. Rachel, who Yaakov really wanted, the Most High closed her womb. She only had two kids. So Yaakov really wanted Rachel. And the Most High only gave her two children. And the first one was Joseph. Okay? Because remember, Leah's first son was Reuben. And what did he do? He sinned because he slept with one of the concubines. Uh-huh. So that was a sin right there. But like I said, Joseph, his 11 brothers was jealous of him. But four, between four of them and six of them, because at any given time, it could be four or six. It was really four of them from the concubines because it was two each from two of the concubines but there was some of the brothers from um leah that wanted to kill him too so at any given time between four and six brothers wanted to kill yosef because they was jealous of him because it wasn't hard to see that yaakov loved yosef because it came from the woman he truly loved that's why the Most High opened up Leah's womb, which is the sister. They said she was tender-eyed, meaning she they was twin sisters. One of them was better looking than the other one. There it is, um, Leah and Rachel. Leah um, was jealous of Rachel, even though they was twins. The tender-eyed Rachel, sorry, the tender-eyed Leah wasn't as cute as Rachel. And Yaakov loved Rachel to pieces, but he couldn't have children with her because for a long time, he couldn't have children with her because you had to stay married to who you married. And even though they uncle um, swindled and bamboozled him, you had to stay married. So the uncle uh, bamboozled him into staying and working him for 14 years to get both of those sisters. And they was twins. So there was jealousy between Leah and Rachel. And there was jealousy between Yosef and his 11 brothers. There's jealousy. There was jealousy between Moses and Miriam and Aaron. When Moses was uh, being chosen by the Most High to uh, lead the children um, into the wilderness, into the new land, what did Miriam do? Well, he ain't the only one who's receiving messages from the Most High. What did the Most High do? And that mouth of hers turned into a leper. I'm telling you, this jealousy, honey, is terrible. You don't be jealous of your siblings. You're supposed to be happy for them. You're supposed to love them. You ain't supposed to be jealous of them. Why are you jealous when you come from the, more than likely you come from the same mother and the same father? Not all the time. 
but you shouldn't be jealous of them. Their success should be your success. You should not be jealous, but there's a whole bunch of siblings that's jealous of their siblings for no reason at all. They didn't do nothing but exist. That's all they did. That's what a lot of them do. Or they accomplished much more than these jealous kids. You need to stop it. Again, Yahshua and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yeah, the Pharisees and the Sadducees did not like Yahshua and they put him to death in the New Testament because they was jealous because they was jealous that they would lose their positions. Okay, they didn't even look to see if he was really Yahshua, the one who was um, prophesied to come until after he was dead. Then they looked and was like, oh, we killed him. Oh, we so sorry. Uh-uh, too little, too late. Solomon and his older brother that tried to kill him. Solomon's older brother tried to kill him because he wanted to be the king because David, David did not um proclaim that other son because David had a whole bunch of sons and daughters. I want to say 70 or 80 was a lot of them. Can't remember off the top of my head, but there was a few sons that wanted to be king. And this one particular son was trying to manipulate everybody so he could be king. And Solomon's mother said, uh-uh, didn't you promise Solomon could be king? Child, the jealousy. Jealous, I say that to say jealousy been running, especially the children of Israel. Jealousy been running rampant since the devil brought it into the world. Uh-huh, through the sin of Adam. And this is how detrimental jealousy is. Did I speak about jealousy, I believe, two times before? Yes, but I didn't tell you how deep and how serious jealousy is. And it is. Sometimes it's so deep. And I'm going to say this. For the children of Israel, you need to, and I uploaded the book onto the platform, you need to listen to the 12 patriarchs. Why? Because the 12 patriarchs are telling their progeny, that means us, if we did from the line of the children of Israel, they're telling us to stop the wicked things that we're doing. And some of the things that they did that they're telling us to stop doing is be jealous of our siblings. Stop being jealous of your brethren. That's what they're telling us. That's the messages, one of the messages that they're telling the children of Israel. And this should just go for everybody because um, jealousy is a spirit. It's a wicked, wicked spirit. There's a lot of wicked spirits that's taken over and jealousy is one of them. And it's a wicked spirit that make you do all kinds of things, even kill. So when you got that one wicked spirit, it brings other wicked spirits with it. And it can get really serious and to the death um, and detriment to somebody else. And this is how powerful that is. And I say this to say that there's nothing new under the sun and that there are jealous children within families. And the best thing to do is to discuss the matter and put it to rest, get to the bottom of it in order to bring the situation to light. Um, get the jealous child to understand that there's no need to be jealous. And if you can't talk any sense into this jealous child's head or children, pray and work with the individual. Um, yeah, you need to pray and people need to pray. And I'm seriously, because this is what the, uh, the 12 patriarchs are saying too. They were so jealous that it consumed their physical bodies they, their spirits were so moved and shaken by the jealousy that it was tearing their organs up. It was literally tearing the organs in their bodies up. This is what I'm saying. Um, this spiritual thing can become, it can manifest itself to something very wicked and, and um, uh, physical in the body that it tears up your organs. 
That's how detrimental jealousy is. It literally eats you up. It does. And this is what the children of Israel, the 12 patriarchs, who were the 12 original sons of Yaakov, who they call um, Jacob, even though that's not his name, um, Yaakov's 12 sons. Remember, he had 13 children, the daughter that they never count, 12 sons and a daughter that married um, Job. Anyway, so... Um, uh, spiritual uh, jealousy can present itself and tear your organs up, literally. And if you listen to the book of uh, the uh, the Twelve Patriarchs, which is not really one book, but they put all the books together. But anyway, if you listen to this book that I uploaded, I uploaded on a um, platform. If you listen to it, then you'll understand how detrimental jealousy can be. Uh, like I said, there's no need to be jealous. Um, if I had a uh, uh, famous sibling or family member, which I have several famous uh, family members, I literally have famous family members. If I name some of the famous family members, you would know right off the bat. And some of them are very beloved. I am so blessed to have this person in my family or maybe in their family. Anyway, I'm just blessed to have them there. I'm blessed that they was a blessing to a lot of people. I'm blessed that this person um, got uh, the blessing that they did, even though their end was tragic because they are no longer here, um, one of them. But if I name that person, you're going to know exactly who it is. And I'm not going to say it, but I, he's a beloved family member. I will always love him. Um, and I, I was blessed to be a part of his life while he was living. Um, that's one. I have other people who are authors, other people who are uh, significant um, in politics and all of that. I, I'm not going to say who it is or who they may be because they are well known. But I will say this. There's no room for jealousy. We should thank the most high for everything that we have. And when we focus on ourselves, then we don't have time to worry about what's in somebody else's pockets, how somebody else looks, how they treat it, how people look at them. Just be glad that you have what you have and stop focusing on other people's anything. Okay. And that's what life, if you're focusing on somebody else's something, then you taking the energy and the time, which is money off yourself for your own self-improvement, for your own betterment and your own personal growth and you're putting it on somebody else. You don't need to do that. Be the best that you are. Be humble. Be grateful that the most high blessed you in what you're doing because I'm sure you're doing great stuff too. Even though in your mind, you may not believe that you're doing great things. The most high brought us here, all of us for a purpose, whether that be good or evil, because the most high said that he does use people for wicked purposes. He does. He does. He said he does. And he didn't say it like I said it. He said he makes evil for his purposes, for um, correction and for uh, some other thing too. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the most high made all of us for a reason. And that's a pretty significant reason. So we should all be blessed and feel blessed in our personal lives, in our own psyche, in our, we should be happy in our own skins. We should ha be happy in our own minds and in our own spirits and keep walking with the most high and um, for the better. Keep learning and growing and, and learning and understanding who we are in the most high <clears throat> 
and that we belong to the most high. That's why I always say, know who you are, who you belong to, because that's significant. It's wonderful. It's powerful. It's precious. It's all of that, because that's what he says we are. He didn't make us for nothing. Trust me, nobody you uh, waste their time, especially not the most high. That's why he gives us gifts and presents and all kinds of stuff. So with that, I'm sure I talked your ear off, but there's some things that I really needed to discuss. Cause like I said, there's a lot of people um, that are going through things that I talk to all the time. Honestly, I should be uh, charging for uh, therapeutic sessions, even though I'm not uh, charging like seriously. Um, we should be um, grateful um, to be where we are at this point in time and just um, not look at life in a pessimistic way, but look at it in an optimistic way, simply because everything you do is a blessing. The fact that you breathing, seeing, you can hear, you can use your five senses, you can get out of bed, you got toes and fingers, you got ears to hear. And even if you don't, there's a way that you can communicate. You got everything you need to be able to live on this earth comfortably. Now, whether you do it, whether you choose to do it or not is up to you because you have free will. But the Most High gives you the equipment to do everything you need to do and your own um, goals, aspirations, inspiration, all of that. He gives you all of that to be able to... Um, have dreams and visions and all of these things to be um, wonderful and, and great and focused. He gives us all of these things and we need to understand that. We need to understand how powerful and beautiful and great and individual we all are and stop worrying about other people. Um, and with that, like I said, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please drop me a line. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you want me to discuss certain things or whatever it is. Um, and um, as I keep moving on, I'm going to keep uploading and keeping everybody informed. And I hope that your week goes well. I hope that your hump day is going well. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth of the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.
Okay. Don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.